In this episode of the Final Third Podcast, we talk about the crazy games that have happened in the Premier League, the Champions League. We talk about the She Believes Cup and whether or not the U.S. Women's National Team should reformat that competition a little bit. As well, talk about the current games that are happening in that competition. And we also put every single new MLS kit in 2022 into a tier list. You're going to want to stick around for all of that and more. You like the show? Leave us a rating. It means a lot. And yeah, sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Final Third Podcast. My name is AJ Tabura. I'm a fan of Minnesota United, West Ham United, and the U.S. national teams, which will come up later on in this episode. As always, it's Monday. And we talk about the biggest news stories on and off the field in the soccer world. But it's not just me here. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jack. Jack, how are you feeling on this very warm Sunday afternoon? Uh, Pretty good. It does look very nice outside, you know, uh, getting some good light in, especially after a few colder days, uh, perhaps. So uh, it's, it's nice to see the weather improve in a little bit. Yes, I'm so, so excited for spring to come, even though I know for a fact that this like this happens every Minnesota winter where there's <laughs> like there's like a couple like really warm days where the snow kind of melts and it goes right back into the cold. Just to ha- trick you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's been happening for the last hundred years and this year, of course, is no difference. So but we're not talking about the weather. Obviously, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> we're talking about soccer here. Uh, but I, we did want to mention before we started uh, some Minnesota United news because we did talk about a, a little bit about Minnesota United and their upcoming season in our Western Conference preview, which you definitely uh, check out. But uh, one of our old players, Jack Luis Amaria, has come back to Minnesota United and in a preseason game, looks like he scored a, a goal on his re-debut yeah I mean, it's not really his second debut, debut i guess yeah. second well it's not even his debut because it's not a, like actual game yet but pretty exciting don't you think yeah i mean it's it's great to to see uh you know he he promised us 25 goals when he came in he scored two got injured so he's paid back one more uh 22 to go yeah i i guess uh i'm i'm looking forward to seeing the rest of them I, th- I think I'd rather have his goals be paid back in uh, regular season games. So Same. I'll be honest. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'd, I'd agree. Yeah. Uh, we're not actually going to talk about this too much in the actual episode, but more MLS news because, you know, we already gave our preview. It looks like Hector Herrera of the Mexican national team and Atletico Madrid is heading to the Houston Dynamo, which is crazy. I, I, I know there, I know there's a, uh, a very big Mexican population, obviously, in Texas. I, I wonder if that plays a role into it. He's still a good player, even though he is on the wrong side of 30 and not looking to go on the right side anytime soon because that's impossible. So, <laughs> I don't know. Interesting, interesting signing if that does come to fruition. But, yeah, and enough about Houston, though. We're not going to uh, – we're actually are going to talk about their kit. The The main question about that, though, is does it change our prediction for – where no, they're finishing. It, it, it yeah, doesn't. I, I, it doesn't, I agree. It doesn't yeah. at all. Yeah, but, but as I mentioned, we're, we are going to talk about their kits because we're going to talk about the MLS kits rank, ranking them. We're going to talk about some score lines, predictions for some games coming up, as well as some She Believes Cup news. As always, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Final Third Show. Links will be down below. Jack, that, that, was, a, that, that was a very long-winded intro, 
But are you ready to actually talk about some soccer here? Yeah, let's talk about the scorelines, first of all, because there were some big games this past week. There were some crazy, crazy games. And I think in the Champions League, which just started uh, the round of 16 this past week, this was the craziest game, the most evenly matched game. And of course, we're talking about Paris Saint-Germain versus Real Madrid at Parc de Prince is in uh, Paris. Quite, quite the game, Jack. I, I don't even know where to begin. I, we both thought that this was going to be Real Madrid winning and making it to the finals, but a, a certain Frenchman had different plans there. So, Jack, why don't you why don't you talk a little bit about not not just Mbappe's goal, but also Messi's missed penalty, which was kind of tough, kind of tough. Yeah, uh, I mean, this game was pretty even for most of it. Uh, it and, you know, uh, PSG and, and Real Madrid kind of feeling each other out in the first half, trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, but, you know, they get a penalty in in the 60th minute, PSG. Carvajal tries to tries to reach out and get the ball with his leg, uh, but he brings down Mbappe. And uh, Messi steps up take, to take the penalty, you know. Uh, he, he has a decent record with them. But it's a pretty bad penalty. It's not great. Yeah. Uh, although, like, the placement that it has, if Courtois dives the other way, you call it a good penalty. So it's yeah, kind of a... Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of a tough uh, tough way to call it. But uh, Courtois had a great, a great save there, you know? Guessed yeah. the right way. And, uh, you know, even, even uh, though Messi no longer plays for Barcelona... Courtois couldn't couldn't uh, let the former Barcelona man score against him right there. So yeah, I mean, I mean, Courtois had an amazing game, eight saves uh, for, for him. I think he was one of the no, the, absolutely the best Real Madrid player on the pitch. Oh, for sure. Today, beyond this penalty, still had some pretty good saves there. Especially when you consider that it was pretty evenly matched, but still PSG had the chances. They had. 1.88 xg compared to real's only 0.14 i, I mean the, the defense and the midfield of psg just kept real madrid quiet to the point where real madrid had th- only three shots the entire game and i would really pin that on uh Verratti, who i thought was the man of the match even beyond mbappe's goal like that was cool but Verratti is the one that really kept psg in the winning position about to like always be dangerous because i mean he he's the one that had 92 percent pass rates uh three dribbles nine recoveries eight duels one like he was the man in the midfield and you really can't overstate how important he was but of course i mean he's not going to get all of the fans rooting for him there's one player in particular killing mbappe who scored very very late jack walk me through what happened there yeah, well, Kylian Mbappe, you know, he he uh he comes up in big moments. I I I guess yes. you could say. Uh Mbappe gets a breakthrough. He he beats a few a few Real Madrid players and just bottom right corner against Courtois and last minute of the game. Yes. He scores the winner, uh, assisted by Neymar. So, you know, they 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 had a fantastic game, you know. Mbappe was decent up until that up until that point uh you know he he took a lot of shots like a lot of shots 
Uh, most of them were on target as well. So mm-hmm. uh, pre- pretty good from him. But it, it all started to really come together once Neymar was subbed on in favor of Di Maria. I think that's when the, the tide really started to shift even more towards PSG. Uh, Neymar provided the assist for that uh, for the for the goal. So uh, it, it was it was a big moment and it's a good a good use of Mbappe using that pace and dribbling that we know he yeah. has. And, uh, you know, he scored just a, a huge goal. Yeah, a, a huge goal to put them ahead. It's only the first leg, but that one goal is going to be huge for them when they enter into the Bernabeu next, not next week, in a couple of weeks. I, I, I think also Real Madrid, yes, they, it, it, they probably should have done better, gotten a goal, but also to only be one down going into the home leg isn't the end of the world at all. I think Courtois will be at least proud of his performance there. I think... <sighs> I think it's crazy that Mbappe is only 23. I always forget how young he is to be legitimately a world-class player and still have eight, nine, ten more years of being amazing. Like that's that that's absolutely crazy to me. I'm really happy to be be able to to watch him play. But Jack, before we move on to the next game, now now that we have the first leg done of this crazy, crazy match. Do you think Real Madrid still have a chance or do you think PSG are in the driver's seat here? I mean, obviously PSG have the advantage, but I wouldn't count Real Madrid out, especially I wouldn't either. technically not at home because I don't think the Bernabeu is is ready to. No, like it, I, I think it is. Oh, gosh, is it? I, 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 I'm almost certain. Yes, okay, I, I, I couldn't I remember know. if they're if they're playing there yet or if they're playing at their practice facility still. Uh, I, I couldn't quite remember when the stadium was ready you know uh, i think uh, we should expose ourselves for not uh watching too many real madrid games but regardless <laughs> yes I, yeah. I i think they definitely they, still have a chance obviously yeah, they, they have benzema vinicius if they if they can if they can get them with a few magical moments they definitely have a chance of advancing yeah. all right all right let's go on to Two games wrapped into one that we're talking about. We're talking about Dortmund versus Rangers, which ended up being 4-2. to two, Not for the Dortmund team, but for the Scottish team, Rangers. Followed by, like, three days later, Dortmund beating Mönchengladbach 6-0 to in the league. Jackie tweeted about this, and it, it, you put it perfectly. So I'm, I'm going to let you take the wheel here. Talk to me about this crazy, crazy team known as Borussia Dortmund. What, what's going on there? Yeah, well... um, if if there's any math nerds listening out there, I'm sure there's a few of you because I've talked about math a few times in this. But huh. uh, if you've ever seen a sine graph, you know it it fluctuates up and down like this. It has it has peaks and valleys. Uh, that's Dortmund's form right now. You know, January 14th they beat Freiburg five one, then lose to Saint Pauli four days later two to one, beat Hoffenheim three two, lose to Leverkusen five to two. Beat Union Berlin three to zero, lose to Rangers four to two, and then beat Mönchengladbach six to zero. Their form is not sustainable. Like this is, you know, they they had a good run at the beginning of the season where they looked like pretty good. Outside, like uh, you know, they had some they had some good games every once in a while. Uh, went on a little bit of a winning streak, and then it just all started to fall apart. Yes, and they've just been kind of fluctuating between wins and losses this entire season in fact they've only drawn one game 
<laughs> in the league. So, you know, they, they either win big or lose bad. It seems yes. like that that's, there's no in between for Dortmund. So, uh, uh, I, I think that, I think that's the big takeaway from, from their form, but to talk about the actual games, I mean, the Rangers game, uh, Dortmund were already down by two going into the second half. Uh, Tavernier scored a penalty and Alfredo Morelos scored in the, just three minutes later. And I, I will say the one positive from that is that Gio Reyna got to come back and play for Dortmund. Yeah. However, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about that yeah. in a little bit, but you know, and then before, before Dortmund can even get on the board, Rangers go up three goals to zero as John Lundstrom, formerly of Sheffield United gets on the scoreboard as well. And then you finally have Dortmund trying to do something. And uh, it's Jude Bellingham who scores first. He was Dortmund's. It looks like the only player that was trying for Dortmund, I think, is the best way to describe it. Uh, it was just a really poor performance all around from them. Uh, but he actually, I'll, I'll say Guerrero was fine as well. But yeah, uh, they, they score then. And then uh, just as I think they might have a chance. Dan Axel Zagadou, the 22-year-old young French center back, scores an own goal to bring it 4-1. to one. And he conceded the penalty from earlier, too. That's true. Too. You're, you're right. Uh, and I still don't think he was the worst defender. I think that's still a kanji. Yep. Yeah, who, it's, it still is. <laughs> yeah. So, not great from that, obviously. Yeah. Um, their goalkeeper was not convincing. He hasn't been convincing really this entire season to me. Yeah. Uh, Kobel... Uh, Two saves off of five shots faced. Not, yeah. not great. I, I expect, not great. Expected goals on target face 2.74, but still conceded four. Not, yeah, not great. Not that, great. That's definitely not good. Uh, and But Dortmund have one last like good thing is that Rafael Guerrero yes. scores in the 82nd minute. So they're not totally out of it, but given that they, that they uh, used up their good game, uh, for like this weekend, that, yeah. that probably means that they're going to have another bad game next weekend. Yeah. And, and when they go to Rangers next week, it, it's going to be a way away to Rangers and Rangers already have four away goals. I mean, that's tough. Well, that's there's no tough. away goals. Ro- ro- oh yeah. That's, that's true. That's yeah. true. So that, that doesn't matter as much, but it's either way like still having a two goal lead and then yeah. having the return leg is still an advantage yeah going to the the Dortmund Borussia Mönchengladbach game you'd think that you know they're down on their luck that they're out of form but apparently not because the Bundesliga is crazy and there is no rules they score six and get a clean sheet which is rarer than water in a desert honestly like Borussia Dortmund their defense is terrible at one point in the season, they were conceding more than a goal a game throughout the entire season. And here they are, scoring six, keeping a clean sheet. Marco Royce with the game of his life, the hat-trick of assists yeah. and a brace, just terrorized Borussia Mönchengladbach. But unfortunately for U.S. men's national team fans and Dortmund fans, Gio Reyna, who has been working tirelessly for the past three months to get back uh, to full health after getting injured, gets injured on a non-contact injury he 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 was crying it was terrible to see something tells me that he'll have to be out for the season which is terrible terrible not just for him 
not just for U.S. men's national team, but just for just for anyone who wants to see good players do well because he is such a young, explosive player. And to see him in tears, definitely going to be missing a large chunk of the season. Very, very tough. Very, very tough to see. And I, I you know, we hope for the best. There's bigger things than, you know, trying to win all the games for Dortmund or the U.S. men's national team. I'd much rather see him take the time to rehab and get back to to things next season than risk it here. But obviously very tough. But overall, other than that, Dortmund played out of their minds. Malin uh, got a goal. Wolf got a goal. Uh, Mokoku, Mokoko got a goal. All thanks to Marco Royce. And Marco Royce was absolutely incredible this game. Emery Chan got a penalty right at the end. Not too much of a chance for Borussia Mönchengladbach, but it kind of highlights, like Jack was saying, that sign graph, Dortmund are incredibly, incredibly inconsistent. They had a pretty much a first team against Rangers, and Rangers just didn't... Like, they had Glenn Kamara, Ahmed Diallo, and Aaron Ramsey on the bench. Like, like they still cruise past Dortmund without those players. Huge, huge depth compared to where they were before, so... Great ups to Rangers, but again, like we said before, Dortmund, that defense is just terrible, always letting them down. We mentioned Akanji, Kobel, Zagadou. Like, there needs to be more investment into the defensive depth of this team, or else you're just going to be conceding goal after goal after goal. And maybe their new signing on Nicolas Sule will help them next season. Uh, coming from uh, Bayern Munich, a center back, hopefully that helps a little bit, but I I highly doubt that Dortmund, without serious investment, is going to be anywhere close to really you know, contending for the, the, the Bundesliga title. And I think I'll leave it at that. Jack, anything else to say about Dortmund? I know you got on their, their backs today, which is really funny to see. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I look back in my prediction that at the very beginning of the season where I was like, you know, Dortmund could challenge Bayern for the title. I, yeah, I, regret, I, remember that, yeah. I regret this. Uh, it's only a six-point gap, but given Dortmund's form, uh, I'd expect that to grow yeah. quite a bit. All right. Well, let's talk about a gap that's not growing. Actually, it kind of fell here. Manchester City versus Tottenham Hotspur ended up being 2-3 to three for the London team. Liverpool fans will be rejoicing. And... Jack, I, I gotta say, it. I, a lot of people are going to be hyping Kane here because he scored a last-minute goal. But Dejan Kulisevsky, great, great performance from him. Great performances from him at Spurs. And I think that if he continues this form, combining really well with Son and Kane, I, I, I think, I think this this Spurs front three will be very, very scary. He scores first. Gundogan then levels it. Kane and Son combined for a goal in the second half. Uh, a Kane goal gets overturned due to offside. Romero concedes a penalty and Mares slots it in. And it's 2-2 two two going to the 90 plus 4th minute already. This is such a crazy, entertaining game. Talking about it won't do it any justice. You gotta watch it if you can. But then, in the 90 plus 4th minute, Dejan Kulusevski assists Kane to win it at the death. Jack, did, did you happen to watch this game? I actually did not. I, I thought that it was going to be an easy Manchester City win and went off to do homework, and I missed it. 
No. Yeah. This was a good game. I, I hope you saw some of the highlights. I did see some of the highlights. Yes. Kulusevsky, honestly, great match from him. His crosses were pinpoint, and he was able to get the most out of Kane. Kane, who has been kind of underwhelming this season. I think this is his best game so far this season. It just came against his former suitors, I suppose. And to see that, and to see this form that, that he has hopefully reunited, I think this is going to be really good for uh, this Tottenham team who has not been playing at their best. We highlighted them as probably not going to be a team that finishes in the top four, but if him and, heck, even Bentoncourt played pretty well once their new signings, if they can play very, very well here, and I think that really makes it easier for the rebuilding process that Conte is leading Tottenham on, if they can get a good core of new players set and ready for next season. But Jack, more importantly for this game, I want to talk about the title race. Liverpool, thanks to Tottenham now, are only six points behind uh, City with a game in hand. How do you view their chances at potentially reaching City and winning this title? I mean, it could happen. It could. Um, I'm not sure if I would prefer Liverpool to win the title over City. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I, it, it definitely could happen because, you know, Liverpool have Salah, who's been very good. But... Uh, Man City are still Man City. I mean, yes, they are. I I think like even even with this, like they they still hadn't lost a game since December, so they're they're still a good team that you know you you shouldn't underestimate. And uh, Liverpool, yes, they are good as well, but I also think that uh, you know just I I feel like. Uh, Manchester City are still a step above, especially I, since both of their strikers are now out for uh, for a few games, uh, right. at least with injuries. So could bring them down a little bit. I I still think they're they're uh, they both have chances and I would like to see a title race, but I, I, I still trust Manchester City to win it, honestly. All right. Well, s- Saturday, April 9th, Manchester City versus Liverpool. That could be a very big game to watch. I agree with you. I think Manchester City are still very much in the driver's seat, especially considering that Liverpool's game in hand is going to be this upcoming weekend against Chelsea. So, you know, we'll no, see no, what that, that's there. the Car- that's the Carabao Cup final. That they they have their game against Leeds. That's the one in hand. Is, is that is that really the one in hand? Yep, because I, I, Chelsea I thought... played Liverpool twice in the league. Really? We drew them one one at Anfield and drew them two two at Stamford Bridge. Oh, well, apparently I don't know anything. You are absolutely correct, Jack. AJ does not correct. know ball. You've heard it here first. <laughs> I, I, I don't know ball. I, I, I saw Chelsea versus Liverpool on the on the dock and I was like, hey, that's cool. That's that's uh, the Carabao I, Cup final. That that's huh. that that's what I'm looking forward to, because maybe a fourth se- trophy for Chelsea this season, you know, hmm. maybe Liverpool case, should just focus on the league. You know, they have a chance of winning that. I, I think they should just like play a second team in the Carabao Cup final. It's a, it's a, it's such a lame trophy anyway, you know, like, you yeah, should just, yeah, you should, you, you don't Jackie, need, you don't need you, that. You say that now, and <laughs> I, I know for a fact the Chelsea win, you're going to be excited, so. You're right, you're right. You're I'm right. probably going to take right, the flag that's in the background and wear it yeah. around, around like a cape uh, if, if they win, but yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that. I, I completely forgot about the EFL Cup even existing. So, <laughs> all right. Well, West Ham aren't in it, so obviously it's not a big competition. Yes, right? exactly. Like, yeah. It, so. it, it's uh, it's not massive enough. <laughs> all right. Before we move on, I really want to quickly highlight Leeds United versus Manchester United, which ended up being two to four uh, for the Manchester team this uh, this Sunday. And this is played on terrible field conditions, waterlogged pitch. But Fred, for some reason, looked amazing, scored a goal. Fernandez got an assist and a goal. Sancho got two assists. And kind of shows that this Manchester United team can play well, even if Ronaldo isn't at his best. So I don't know. T- do with that information what you want to do with. Uh, but Sancho, very good game, one of his best games uh, for Manchester United. And Fernandez, if, if we can get Fernandez and Sancho. Sancho back to their season last season form then united's going to be looking a lot better than what they are right now all right let's talk about some she believes cup action yay so the she believes cup is obviously the annual kind of a mid-season or preseason tournament uh that the usa puts on in america they invite three other women's national team teams to play in a, a group stage kind of competition. Last year, we won. We covered it. This year, kind of forgot about it, even though we talked to uh, Gianna of the uh, Women's Sports Matter podcast about it. Honestly, uh, I, I was I was pretty still pretty interested in it. The, the roster has some pretty cool names. Tierna D- Davidson, Kelly O'Hara, of course, Sauerbrunn, Lavelle, of course, Mewis. And you have Pugh, Midge, Lynn Williams. Really excited to see them. Uh, but there have been some questions uh, that n- need to be raised because, well, w- when you look at it, a, a lot of things uh, uh, aren't aren't up to par for, for this uh, She Believes Cup. And <laughs> Jack's actually reacting right now because uh, <laughs> we're watching the, the New Zealand game right now. I think, and- I think that's a hat trick of own goals for Michaela Moore. <laughs> Are you I serious? Think she, I think she just scored another own goal. That is absolutely true. So, so oh my uh, God. Ta- talking about the games before we talk about uh, uh, this one against New Zealand, against Czech Republic, which ended 0-0, it, we, it, we looked like a preseason team. There's not a lot of intensity. I mean, heck, we subbed defenders in at the 72nd minute. It, it was clear that we were focusing on evaluating talent in this camp. And, I mean, it sucks to not score a goal against the Czech Republic, which is not known to be a great great team I, and i don't know i i just think that really we should have been doing better n- n- not not a, a lot to say uh beyond that because it just was not a great performance for a team that should be playing with a little bit of intensity after we only got the bronze at the olympics then you walk into this new zealand game you know we haven't scored any goals you expect to score some goals and we have Right now, in the 36th minute, <laughs> we haven't we're scored any goals. Yeah, you know, we haven't scored any goals, even though we're 3-0 up, because uh, uh, Michaela Moore of New Zealand scored an own goal in the fifth minute. You know, it sucks, but it happens. You know, brush yep. yourself off, lift yourself up. Scores again in the first, in, in uh, one minute after that, in the sixth minute. And then just as we start talking about this <laughs> It game, was scripted. It was written in the story. It, it was scripted. Like, like we actually make sure this happened. Michaela Moore scores a third own goal to make it three to zero for the USA. Literally a better striker than any of ours right now, which <laughs> is very tough. In fact, it, 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 are, are they subbing in a, 
uh, a person for uh, Michaela Moore, number six for New Zealand. I Is think that- they might be. I, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, but oh, man, that that's that's got to be a contender for worst performance <laughs> in, yes. in, against the U.S. <laughs> or individual performance. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. So obviously that's tough, but still. We have not scored a goal this entire competition. And yes, like this isn't this isn't the World Cup. This isn't the CONCACAF Cup. This isn't the Olympics. It doesn't matter if we win or lose this, but still like there is a lot of gaps in terms of where we need to be. I I I think that the fact that we aren't playing with intensity shows that there's a bit of an issue with how we prepare for these games. I I think Gianna talked about it perfectly when we were on uh, their Twitter spaces and on and when, when they were on our podcast when they mentioned that the United States before these big games before these big tournaments uh, like the Olympics and the World Cup just don't prepare enough because they don't face good enough teams in this she believes cup we're playing Iceland New Zealand the Czech Republic who are 16 22 and 24 respectively but in the Algarve Cup in Portugal Portugal are playing Sweden, Norway, and Italy, which are 2 with 12 and 15 in the FIFA rankings. And in the, the newly formed Arnold uh, Clark Cup in England, it's made up of Germany, Canada, England, and Spain, which are 3, 6, 8, and 9. Like, these are really good teams. And yet, for some reason, the USA, you know, there's a ton of different politics. There's a, there's a lot of different factors at play. But still, this is this is not where we need to be. And yes... More is being subbed yep. off. I I I don't blame New Zealand for doing that. I don't blame. Them. I I I feel so bad. I feel I, so I do bad. too. I I've never played as a defender, but I have a feeling that any defender after that just they they've just got to take a nap after that. Honestly, yeah, they've just got to sleep it off. I I would take a depression nap after that because geez, yeah. that's oh man. Uh, I don't know, uh, but Jack. What have you thought about the She Believes Cup? Where do you stand on it right now? Is it still, is it still something that's important for us? Is it still something that uh, we need, or should we reform it somehow? Like, like there's a lot of different options here. What do you think? I think I think you got to re restructure it a little bit because, yeah, you 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 mentioned it perfectly. Like, we're not playing against high enough tiers of competition, and it's why you know the the U.S. Women's National Team has been so used to being the best in the world for such a long time because the the women's game in the US has advanced a lot better than in a lot of places other places. However, all those other places are catching up now. And the US has been slow to realize that it seems. And so I I think they they've got to invite more countries that are actually going to be you know like serious contenders, like World Cup contenders, you know the likes of Sweden, uh, the likes of England, th- those kinds of teams that have a ton of exciting talent that could be really good teams for the U.S. to play against. Because, uh, you know, practice how you want to perform, right? If you if you want to if you want to do well against good teams, then you should practice against good teams in friendlies. So, I think that that's one thing that needs to be reformed, and also. Isn't there a better name that we could have for this? Like, there there has to be. I, hey, I feel she believes, man. She believes. Well, I I, I get that, but also I feel like it, it is sort of exclusionary too, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah, like, I guess because there 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 are 
you know, non-binary footballers out there that, that play. So I don't know. I, 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 w- I would like to see them maybe consider changing the name as well as changing who we play against. Yeah. Uh, one of those is more is a more pressing concern, I think, uh, the actual competition. Yeah. But I, I also think that there's got to be a better name for it. Like, come on. There, there has to be. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of any right now that the, the USA Cup. Nah, that that name's been used before, but yeah, yeah. I, I I just saw it. Sorry, I was also watching the game on another screen, and Moore's crying on the on the <sighs> bench. The, the, I I, I it, it's too much. It's it's yeah. too much. God, you gotta feel bad for her. Yeah, but but I, I absolutely agree. I, I think that a lot of it is due to the poor competition. I mean, that's the reason why, uh, according to reports, we've only sold seven thousand tickets uh, in uh, the game in LA and 12,000 in Texas. And I I think a lot of that is our, our competition. I I think maybe, maybe hosting it every two years instead of every single year might be better because it allows us to maybe go to the Algarve cup or the, the new cup in England to play better competition. Because again, like you said, how are we supposed to improve our game? If we are playing always at home uh, with a home crowd, we got to, let our players be exposed to intensity if we want to compete in the likes of Australia and New Zealand which are not going to be receptive to a USA crowd, a USA team. So we need to play against these good teams, Sweden, Canada, not just in the, the World Cup, not just in the Olympics, because obviously we're going to face them. We don't want that to be the first time we play at an intensity and in an atmosphere as volatile as that. We need to face them elsewhere. And I also think the reason why attendance has been great and a lot of people don't care about this is because well a, a lot of our big players are out there's no more uh alex morgan at this tournament there's rapino press heath some other players obviously carly lloyd's obviously retired a lot of that and a lot of the reason why our tenants is low is because i don't think we've done a very good job advertising this new generation the likes of pew midge trinity you know this this uh new generation of u.s women's national team players that are going to be the face of this team and i so i i think especially in this iteration of the she believes cup hopefully a, a name pending change i i think that this is kind of showing how i wouldn't say useless this this tournament is but how much how much opportunity there is to improve it i guess is the the, the positive way to spin it so I I like to see maybe less games being played at home, having this be a, a two year tournament instead of a annual tournament, and definitely some better marketing, not just for this tournament but as a whole, because there are a lot of great great talents on this women's national team, but we're focusing on the old ones that won us the World Cup before, and that's doing a disservice to a, a great diverse group of of uh, women that are going to lead us to another World Cup. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully. All right, Jack, anything else to say about this game? I think uh, New Zealand are playing a little bit better now. Yeah, I I feel really bad for Michaela Moore. I I don't know anything about her, like where she plays club football or anything, but I just feel bad. Uh, I I, like that's that's just a sad thing to have happen, regardless of if it's a friendly or a competitive game. But yeah, yeah. 
it's uh that's tough obviously you know she's a, she's a professional player she'll she'll get back on her feet uh, i'm just really hoping that we can score some goals here and play a little bit more organized because i'm not a fan of how disorganized our midfield looks right now yeah regardless she believes cup uh the third game will be uh, uh, uh against iceland this wednesday or thursday wednesday, i want to say yep wednesday yeah. so hopefully we can win we can win this tournament again that'd be cool all right we do not have a uh a, a, a trivia section here but we do have a very special section that we are kind of reformatting a little bit here so usually we do our hot or nots right where we go over the hot transfers of a transfer window and we say if, if they're actually hot or if they're not hot transfer and that's a transfer that we think will fail and be bad well we're doing that but with the new MLS kits that are coming around, because MLS is just around the corner, really excited for this. And that means we have our 20, 2022 kits out. As everyone knows, or maybe some people don't know, uh, the way the MLS kits work is that they have a two-year cycle. So if you have a home kit one year, that lasts for two years, and the next year it's a new away kit. And the year after that's a new home kit, so on and so on. So every single team in this league has one new kit and it's we talked about this we had an entire deep dive on how boring kits can be in mls especially because adidas is the sole sole distributor sole maker of these uh jerseys sole so, maker or sole crusher sole ooh, <laughs> that was bars jack that was bars yes you're right sole crushing designs that honestly many times are pretty boring so we thought we'd rank some of these uh these jerseys i i, I don't really have them in order because that'd be way too much work uh, but I, we have them in tiers from best great good mid and bad so all 28 teams jack going all over right. their new kits new adidas line of jerseys let's start with atlanta united starting from the very top and we'll do our best to describe them but Jack, do you want to get started with Atlanta United? Why don't you describe what you see here? And yeah. Yeah, well, we've got uh, what's called the Forest Kit. It's uh, an away kit for Atlanta United. We've got some green trim. It looks like a, a darker green, you know, uh, with uh, a green, uh, the green badge. And then uh, looks like arrows pointing upwards uh, put up on the on the kit. It's it's a white uh I, I think it looks pretty nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. It almost reminds me of like a Emerald City from a Wizard of Oz. Oz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. Uh, we'll, I'll attach a link that's like the exact photo album that we're looking at with all these kits. So if you want, you can follow along. Uh, but I also think it, it's good, Jack. I, I think uh, according to the website, it's a reference to, I guess, a nickname for Atlanta that I never really knew about. It's uh, the city in the forest. And they really wanted to focus on sustainability and so that they're kind of uh focusing on you know donating to sustainable causes planting some more trees in the area in the georgia area so i think that's that's really cool uh i, I like the the green logo as well but w where would you rank this in terms of the tier lists i'd put it in the great tier i'm i'm not okay. sure if i'm not sure if it's like the best tier because i only have like three or four up there but i i'd say it's great yeah, I, I'd say 
I, I like it a lot. I, I have the reason why I have it in good instead of great because it is a very very nice jersey is because I I didn't really know about the Forest City kind of linkage, so it's not really obvious to me. And when I look at it, I don't even think about the forest. I really do think about Emerald City from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> uh, but overall, it's still a good kit. All right, let's move on to Austin FC, which released the Sentimiento kit, uh, which is oh, a pretty interesting kit. I believe this is the, their home kit, I want to say. Or I, I think I, it's actually I'm, their away kit. Yeah, I, I think it's an away kit. I'm not yeah. completely sure, but... All right. Well, regardless, you know, they have obviously their Verde uh, branding, right? And, you know, have the green really cool. And so they went for kind of biting Charlotte FC's flow a little bit. They have uh, they have the the mint jerseys a little bit. I'd say a a lighter green. Overall, I think it's pretty nice. It's pretty plain overall. It's pretty much just the the mint green kind of coloring with uh, some black trim on the top and on the sleeves. The, the main point of this is the fact that it is a, a unicolor light green jersey. The, the, the tree and the MLS logo are all the same color, very, very uniform. Jack, oh, what are your thoughts on this? I, I mean, it, it, looks kind of, it, it does look like a nice color. I like the mint color on there. But if I was going to rank it, I, I, I think I'd put it in mid- like, uh, okay. I'm, I'm not, I don't know. It, it's, it feels too plain. Like there's no design yes. whatsoever on the Jersey. Like right. sometimes with, with plain kits, you'll have a little bit of a subtle design that brings it up a little bit, but this one doesn't have that. And also I'm not a big fan of how the black trim on the sleeves doesn't go all the way around. Right. It, it, I, I it's a really nitpicky concern, but just looking at the picture, <laughs> the slight gap where like the sleeve doesn't quite go all the way around just makes me a little mad <laughs> yeah and, and for me it'd be one thing if like this was their main colors but it's not right and, yeah. and so I, I i think i think if i was an austin fc fan i'd be fine with it because you know i i honestly might get this because it's a, a nice plain jersey but it, it doesn't really do anything for me in terms of creativity nor is it so, so clean and and nice looking that it's automatically a classic in that sense because there are some a unicolor jerseys i think are nice because they kind of are very true to the 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 team i don't really see that with this kit but overall still not bad i'd also put it mid all right jack charlotte fc newly minted kit what do you think of this well what do you see i should say describe it uh it looks almost like a plain black jersey it looks like there's maybe like some slight, really, really subtle design on it, but barely anything that you'd notice. Uh, the the crest itself is also all black. Uh, and then there's a trim around the sides that it, it looks like ripples, like uh, ripples in like a gray, uh, which I don't know. I, I, I kind of I kind of like that. that. That's an interesting looking design. Uh and then it has inaugural season, of course, in the in the back of the collar. Uh, overall, it, it looks like a black kit. Yeah, but at least those ripple designs around there give it some value. I think like it makes it look better than just a plain black kit. Right. So where would you have it? Do you think? 
I think I think I'd put it in mid as well, you know, oh, or wow, maybe okay. maybe good. It's kind of like, you know, it's like I could either put it at like the very tail end of the good tier or at the very front of the mid tier. So okay. maybe I'll put it in good just because I do like playing kits from time to time. Uh, and the ripple design does look kind of cool. I, it reminds me of like, uh, you know, it's Mint City because money, right? And it kind of reminds me of a coin, like a coin dropping into a fountain or something yeah. like that. I, I don't know. Maybe That's, I'm reading way too much into it. I probably am. But. Hey, we we got to get you on those uh, teams that describe uh, the, the jerseys in like vivid, vivid yep, detail. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm actually wondering now, is this like Adidas's new thing? Because you know how in the past seasons they had like the three stripes on uh, the shoulder. Yep. I wonder if their new thing is like design trims on the sleeves and the collar. It, it looks like it. I mean, it looks like it. Yeah, yeah, all all three of them have had that same thing so yeah. far. They all have the three like three stripes going down on uh down the uh, down the shoulders. Yeah, yeah. The the collar is a different color than the shirt. And then the shirts all have that half design trim on them, which is going to make me just infuriated. The half yeah. trim on all of those. Well, what's what's funny about it is the fact that I still think it's better than the, the three stripes going like perpendicular down the shoulder. I was not a fan of that at all. I am a fan of this kit. I wouldn't say it's great. I wouldn't say it's mid. I think it's like plainly good. Uh, I, I do like how they're really leaning into the, the mint by having it be their color. Uh, so, yeah, I'll have it good. And I actually forgot that they released their home kit way back when. Uh, but Jack, their home kit, which is like the the blue I would say that 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 that's also pretty good, maybe even great. Cause I, I do like that it's uh, at least the the white sh- uh, sleeves are different from the blue uh, torso. Uh, yeah, it, ha- it it does look pretty nice. I I I do kind of like that. Uh, also, it looks like the sleeve design or the trim. Wait, no, it doesn't wrap all the way around. That's gonna that's gonna make <laughs> me mad on every single one of these jerseys. Oh boy! <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about Chicago Fire and their water tower kit. Chicago Fire, to describe this, I honestly think that this jersey was designed for their old logo before they had the redesign, because it kind of follows that same uh, uh, color pattern, color scheme. You got the main point is uh, the dark, dark blue, uh, the navy blue that would kind of was the main color of their old logo. And then you have the red trim uh, a little bit thinner than the other ones it's pretty much just kind of barely highlighting the sleeves the collar and uh the shoulders a little bit and if you look really closely you can see some of the design which is supposed to represent the water tower which i did some research on this uh, was one of the only standing landmarks after the great chicago fire way back when which is the team is named after and it's a you know a local landmark my issue with it, because I, I do, you know, enjoy a, a plain jersey with, with a, a nice design on it. But for a lot of these, it might be a little bit hard to see. And just like a, a plain navy jersey has been done before. And so unless you're standing six feet or closer, you're not really going to notice that. And you're not going to get too much out of it. So I'm going to put it in mid, even though the history is interesting. But you don't really get that right away, just looking from the jersey. Jack, what do you think about it? I, I, I was looking at this kit, and 
I like this a lot. I like I like okay, this a lot. That's fine. You know, yeah. the the collar trim, it has this little thing where it like crosses over and makes like a Y shape. Yeah. You see that with the little red? Instead of being like a solid color collar, it's it's a navy and then a little bit of red on it too, which I like the contrast there. I like that. Uh and then also I like how it continues that same thing on the trim on the on the sleeves. Yeah. And I do really like navy as as like a kit. It's one of my favorite, like any kind of blue, any shade of blue is like usually around my favorite sort of kit colors to get. And I'm actually I I think I think I'd put this in great. Like I wow. I'd actually I I'd buy this one. I I I'd buy this one. You know, I I really like the kit. Uh I, of course like I the logo is a little weird on it, so that might it's kind of like Charlotte's where it's kind of teetering in the edge between good and great. But uh-huh. I I don't know. I I also have a soft spot for Chicago Fire. Uh so I I'm I'm going to put it I'm going to put it up there. All right. All right. Well, let's move on to FC Cincinnati, Jack. Tell me what you see with the Junta Juvance kit. Yeah, um, so it's an orange kit, uh, of course. FC Cincinnati, of course, would have that. Uh, it's got a blue trim on the collar, white stripes going down the side, and then it has an interesting trim with some white and some blue on the on the sleeves uh, with a thicker blue line, thinner white line. And then in the center... Uh, around the logo, it has, uh, I'm not sure what that's supposed to be exactly. It's but uh, it, the Cincinnati city flag. Okay. That's, that's kind of what I was assuming because I saw the C shape yes. uh, starting to, starting to come there. So, uh, the, the design of the Cincinnati city flag there, uh, in, in a slightly lighter orange, I, I yeah. think is, is the way to describe it. Uh, this one, I like this one quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I like, I love flag designs. Like AJ can attest to this. My, yes, sir. literally my entire apartment is just covered in flags, <laughs> like every single wall. So I, I love a good flag design and that, that puts this in the great tier for me, honestly. Right. I, uh, if, if I hadn't known about the flag design that that's that, uh, then it would probably be good. But knowing that it's the flag design that bumps it up for me. I, I also have it in great because I think I, people know that I'm not a fan of plain jerseys, but that's usually when it's just a white or black jersey. If you can really lean into one of your colors, especially if it's a really popping color, like just like the most vibrant orange like the, this kit does, I think that's really cool. The The design for me is a little bit too subtle to see right away. But I, I really like that they incorporate the city into uh, the jersey. I think that's really, really cool. In, in, in a nice, subtle way, maybe it's a bit too subtle, but overall, I still enjoy it a lot. I also enjoy that uh, FC Cincinnati, like their actual logo, is all blue and white. I think it contrasts well with the orange of everything else. So, thinking of that, good job, Cincinnati. If I was an FC Cincinnati fan, I'd definitely go pick that up. I'd also probably pick up the Colorado Rapids jersey. Uh, the 2022 club jersey, which is, come on guys, let's pick a more interesting name for that. Uh, but what's interesting about this is that it's the the classic burgundy look. It has the same like kind of overlapping color like the Chicago Fire jersey has. Uh, but the most striking thing that you see here is the fact that there's almost like these abstract mountains that are drawn onto uh, the jersey front and back. 
representing, of course, the Rocky Mountains that surround Colorado and Denver in particular. And I'm a really big fan of it. I, I think the mountains are crazy enough. You can still make out that, that they're mountains, but they're kind of in a almost a random pattern that makes it really interesting to look at. And maybe it's just the lighting, but it's a lot easier to see this than it is to see like some of the other more subtle designs. So I think it is a plain jersey, but it does it really, really well because you're able to really differentiate the design from just the plain background of burgundy. So I think I'd also put this in great. It's enough to be appreciated. Jack, what do you think? Yeah, I'd put it in great as well. I, I like the mountain design. Uh, honestly, now that now that I'm looking at it more closely after seeing the Chicago one with the same collar, I think Chicago's might get bumped down to good, <laughs> just, just retrospectively, because the design shows up so much nicer here. It's because they use, like, it, it, it's just more of a, of a contrast and it yeah. fits just perfectly. And, uh, I, I, I really do enjoy it. it. It looks really nice. Uh, if I, if I actually like the Colorado Rapids, I would, I might actually consider getting this, but, uh, <laughs> this isn't the case. So probably wouldn't, but I'll admire it. Yeah. All right. How about the Columbus Crew's gold standard kit, Jack? What do you see there? Um, well, it's a yellow Jersey. Yes. Uh, and it has black trim, you know, kind of standard yes. Columbus crew. Uh, it has their logo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we won't talk about the logo any more than we have to. Uh, but and then it has like, uh, tr what, what's what's the shape for that? Triangles, maybe, maybe a, like a kite almost. Yeah. A trapezoid sort of design. Go. Uh, that's very, very, very subtle in it like uh i could bear i bear i didn't even recognize it until i zoomed in on the picture uh so it, it looks kind of plain the design's fine i guess mid like it's it's not anything really new it's the same crew colors you know uh but the the design just doesn't pop out at all and it's not like anything mind-blowing i guess yeah i i'd I put it in good, like it's good for a, a yellow kit, but Columbus themselves have done plain yellow kits way better. I think back to like 2018 where uh, it was pretty much a plain yellow kit, but down the sides they had like a checkered pattern. So it still was pretty interesting to look at. And this is only okay. I mean, I might even put this in mid, honestly, but it's fine. But even this team has done yellow kits better than this oh well all right let's go to fc dallas the crescendo kit uh, really interesting backstory here it's uh supposed to represent the rise that fc dallas is on right now with their, their good academy with new investment and uh the crescendo i should say uh is these hoops where it kind of looks like almost like sound waves not really sound waves, but like these diagonal blue lines uh, that go across the kit and every single hoop upwards, it gets bigger. So the, the, the bottom one is the smallest and the fourth one up, which is the top one, is the, the thickest, biggest uh, hoop. So, you know, kind of crescendos upwards. Oh, metaphorical. Uh, other than that, behind that blue, it's just the, the plain uh, red of the kit. And yeah, honestly, I really like this. I, I I was a really big fan of the FC Dallas hoop designs way back when. 
And even though this isn't, you know, actually a hoop, I think it plays into that pretty well, harkens back to it. And I, I think it's interesting enough uh, to be a good kit. I don't know if I would wear it because I think that having large hoops at the top and on the bottom would kind of like make your body seem a little bit weirdly shaped. Yeah. But for a kit on an actual player who definitely looks better than me, I think it's going to be good. So, Jack, I'm going to put this on great. Where do you think this should be? Uh, I'm going to put it in good. I Okay, that's I, fine. I, I, I like it. I, it's, it's, it's towards the top of the good tier, you know. Uh, I also like the blue design that goes, like, through sort of the armpit and down the side. Right, right. right. There. That, that looks pretty nice. It, it's, it's more unique than most of the jerseys that Adidas yeah. puts out. Uh, could I could put it in great potentially, but I I I I I like I like it well enough. I I would have liked to see the blue maybe a little bit more distinct, like in the hoop design. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you know that it, it's it still is a good a good jersey. All right. So overall, like I I think we've liked a lot of these jerseys, but at least for me, I can tell everyone right now that streak is going to end for a little bit. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's talk about DC United and uh, the black and red kit. Jack, why don't you talk to me about what you see for, uh, I believe this is their new home kit? Yeah, uh, I, I think so. It would make sense since it's yeah. the black and red. Uh, it's got a red collar uh, kind of in the middle of a black design. Uh, with yeah. their same on the trim with the sleeves, white stripes. And then it almost looks like they copied Atlanta United. Uh, yeah. and put five stripes on it. Uh, but there, there's a few more, I guess, on there. Yeah. It's, I, it, yeah. it's like, I mean, the design's there. It looks really thin for whatever reason. Like, I, I know it probably isn't, but the way this picture looks make it makes it look like it's made out of mesh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure it looks better on actual people, but I don't know, probably mid. I, I, I don't know. It's... There's been better DC United jerseys in the yeah. past. Like th this, this kind of looks like they took an Atlanta United kit and was like, okay, but what if we added two more stripes? Yeah, and uh, and and then painted it black like that. That's right. I I don't know. It's fine. It's yeah. It's fine, but it's not. It's not anything spectacular or anything that I would spend hundred and thirty bucks on. You know. Right. If I was if I was a DC United fan, I'd be fine with it. But I'm not going to buy it, especially considering that, like you said, they've done black kits, especially when like Wayne Rooney was around and all that jazz. I, I, I wouldn't I would not invest at this in this at all, especially because they have what Jack's meaning by the Atlanta United uh, style is they have like the vertical stripes downwards, like uh, old style Barcelona kits, except instead of having like maybe black and red, which I think would have looked better. It's black and just very slightly lighter black yep and i feel like when you when you're watching from the stands or watching on tv you're not gonna be able to tell what that is at all it's gonna look like a purely black kit maybe a hint of gray or whatever but yeah i'd also say it's mid and it's also called black and red and the red's like two percent of like the entire color scheme like get the heck out of here i, That's I think not... there's actually more white on the kit than there is red so yeah, legitimately there is <laughs> there is so kind of disappointing there like i lean into the red it's literally called the black and red kit did you just run out of like red ink when you're printing this out like come on <laughs> terrible speaking of oh my god it's not terrible never mind sorry <laughs> the houston dynamo and the bayou city jersey kit uh 
I, I think it's interesting. It's a kind of interesting design. It almost looks like a, a camouflage almost, but it, it's a black and gray instead, uh, representing Houston, which is known as the Bayou City. I guess that is kind of like what bayous might look like with all like the different uh, pockets of water and grass or whatever. But to me, I, I think it's interesting, and, and people should know that I am a huge fan of very interesting designs. But to me, it's almost in the in-between zone between clean and interesting, and it's kind of just, like, not great. I'll still put it in good, because it, it takes a risk, and I think for an away kit, it's fine, and it's cool. But I, I'm really just... I, I'm not a big fan of it, because it kind of looks like one of those kits that MLS does just like like the, the third kits that every team puts out and this is like the same design for every single team and this is like just what houston dynamo got like it, it's not enough to be super interesting and it's not enough to be like clean enough you know what i mean jack like like yeah when you buy a kit you either want it to be like interesting like philadelphia unions last year where it was like whoa that is like a fashion statement or you want it to be nice and clean like minnesota united's uh river kit last year where it's the you know nice and clean you could, you could wear it out just casually this is like in the in-between zone. It does neither right to me. So I'll put it in the bottom half of good. Yeah, I, I've got to agree. You know, I, I know I know it's an away kit, so it doesn't have to have orange. But, you know, when you think of Houston, you think of orange. And the only really orange on this is, I admittedly, the nice inside color, which says H-Town, hold it down. I like that, yes. but no one's going to see it, right? Yeah. So uh, it looks... It looks decent, you know, it, it does take a risk, like you say. Uh so it, it's it's not terrible by any means. I, I'd put it in the bottom half of good as well. You okay. Know, just it I, I, I still I'm I'm still not sure. I, I looked it up why they're called the Bayou City. Apparently they have ten rivers in Houston. Oh wow. Cool. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies it as a bayou, but okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not an expert on geology or whatever that sure. whatever that qualifies under but all right how about kansas city jack the state line 3.0 kit what do you think there um well it's definitely interesting uh it's got it's a navy kit you know uh with uh white with white trim in the same places as they are for every adidas kit we've <laughs> uh but it has uh, a nice little design through there with uh with the numbers i believe those are the area codes of that's that's what i that's what i thought yeah, of, uh, of kansas city on i believe both sides of the state line which is why it's called the state line kit which is kind of, it is kind of nice it's it's a it's an interesting detail you know i i'm i'm a big fan of like that kind of hidden lettering slash numbering on things where you can't really see it until you get closer like i got the atletico madrid 1920 uh, third kit that says Atleti in the in the design where you can only see it if you like look closely. I I I I kind of like it, you know. It's <laughs> it, it's it's definitely something more interesting than most other things have tried. I'm I'm not sure if I'd call it great or anything. Okay, maybe good. You know, right. it it it's it's something different. But if this is a it, this is their home kit, right? I think so. Yeah for a home kit i i don't know about about it you know it, it, it's just so plain and, and yeah like, i i think the design is is too solid it's nice but i, I don't know 
Yeah, for wow. the numbers, actually, my first thought was I saw 816 and I was like, oh, my birthday. Cool. <laughs> like that, that's immediately what I thought. But uh, no, that it, it's it's just the area codes and it's it's kind of noticeable. But when you look at it from like far away, like I, I'm, I'm even like holding the, the iPad I'm using right now away yeah. from there. It just looks like a stripe. Yeah. And it, and it looks like a weird way to structure the stripe as well, like with the yeah. curve. So. I don't know, lower half of good, top half of mid, maybe like somewhere in that range. Uh, I'm for me, I'll, I'll put it squarely mid. I it, it, it's it's cool. Uh, if you want a clean jersey, it's cool. But at the same time, the design it's really interesting, but it's just not there for me. All right, let's move on to LA Galaxy, which City of Dreams kit. Got a, it's a purely white, like it's, it's like very, very white, got rid of the sash. And what's cool about it is that, you know, they got the trim, but instead of just having regular old solid color, it's a bunch of like the, the stars that uh, are featured on the uh, actual logo, kind of harkening to, you know, city of dreams, city of stars, Hollywood, you know, but I hate it. I I hate this kid. (laughs) It's uh and, and if another team did a fully white jersey, maybe I'd be okay. But the fact that LA Galaxy is very known for their sash kind of kind of bugs me, the fact that they got rid of it. When they could have done a sash with maybe stars on the sash or something, you know? Instead, you got you downgrade totally to a plain white kit. And while the stars are good, and maybe they'll put it on the top half of bad, it's just, it's it, it's a plain white kit. Other teams have done it better than this. And it's such a downgrade compared to their home kits from before, which I think encapsulate City of Dreams and Hollywood a little bit more. Because, you know, you had the likes of Beckham, Robbie Keane, Donovan wearing those sashes. To get rid of that, I don't know. This is my first bad, but I I do think that this is a bad kit. Jack, what do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with you on that. Uh, It's it's like the the one where when I looked at them, I was like, yeah, no, this this fits squarely in in bad the one thing that annoys me the most about this and it goes down to that trim on the side if you if since you're viewing it as well you can zoom in on the trim on the sleeve yeah the star design they just it's not a clean cut do you get cut up you could see a little bit of the other star that's so bad it's so annoying It, it like the other trims like you know with the color not being full around fine right that's fine but if you have a design like that what is wrong with you? It's like you put wallpaper on it yeah, and yeah, you, you just didn't even care. Listeners, oh. you can literally see like a, the, the, the a tiny point of a star that got cut out because uh, uh, someone didn't like, you know, clean up the design for the sleeve. So you can see just a little bit of yellow poke, poke out of the sleeve. It's it's so annoying. Like if honestly, like I, I don't like the kid in general, but that just makes it so much worse. Yeah. Like it's a small detail. But it lo- it makes it look like someone designed this without any care. Really. Yeah. Uh, no offense to whoever designed it. I'm sure. I'm sure they they spent time on it. Cool. Obviously, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. You should have spent more time on it though to yeah. edit out that point. Ugh. All right, Jack. LAFC. What do you think about this? The five year anniversary kit. Do you need to release an anniversary kit for just five years in league? I don't think so. But what do you think about this? Yeah. Uh, I will say, you know, it's a bolder design than we have seen on anything else. Yes, it is. Very Uh, bold. Yep. Gold and black. Exactly what you'd expect from an LAFC kit. And then it has like these square designs uh, with a 
bunch of crazy designs in the center. Like it, it, uh, what I think I haven't looked it up, but it reminds me of a art decor from the 1920s. Like if you yep. ever watched like the great Gatsby yep, or yep, something, that's what I was thinking. Yep. yep. I was thinking exactly. Gatsby right there. Uh, it, it looks really nice actually. Uh, the one complaint I have with this is, and AJ, you might be able to guess. Yes. The club badge and Adidas logo. They're oh, in the center in of the center. And why is the Adidas logo above the LAFC logo as well? Like, ah, I, it, it just, it, I, I get why they, they did it, I think. Because think it, it centers it in the square. Like that, yeah, that it's and in. it's a bit more symmetrical. Right. But even then, like, if they're where the where the club logo and jersey sponsor usually are, they're still in the center of squares, and it look and it'll look like they would have like lights going out from it with the with the design. I I feel like it it's a I I think I'd put it in great, but it's not the best. Yeah, because of that placement of the of the club badge and the jersey sponsor. I agree. Okay, I would also agree. I think that. I, I think the design, I love it. I, I think it, it, like for like a Hollywood kind of kind of star studded team, I think it makes sense to have like this 1920s like a callback jersey. But man, it's fine. Like I I think it's a, I think it's an interesting choice. Maybe it'll look better when it's actually on people in action. But that's that's gonna keep it down from being the best for me. All right, Inter Miami the heartbeat kit. They finally did it, Jack. They went all pink. They did. In fact, they also have a collar, which I like a lot. They have an, a nice, like, kind of textured design on the trim, which might actually be like a heartbeat. I don't know. Uh, That's but, what it looks like, yeah. But just, just to put it plainly, it's a, it's a fully pink kit with a collar, like an actual like like collar that can pop up, perhaps. Just to get out of the way. I think this is among the best. Like, it, it's plain, yes. But pink is just not a color you see in MLS, especially as like leaning into like this is like our kit. To see this like a, a team just rock pink is going to be amazing. The one complaint I have, which puts it from not being the absolute best, is the fact that the collar is a little bit weird because it's still a V-neck, but you have a collar, so it just looks a little bit weird. Maybe it'll look fine in action, but that's my only gripe with this. Other than that, I think is one of the best kits this season. Jack, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I love a kit with a collar like that. I love those things. It's like, it, it's, it's like older school jerseys, you know, when they used to have those all the time. Uh, and I love the trim as well because I think, and I could be wrong about this, but it looks like it goes all the way around yeah. <laughs> on the sleeves. And also I believe it is a heartbeat, which is actually a cool design that actually gives a meaning to the name. <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, uh, and it's it's all pink. They went for it, and yeah. I, I love it. Uh, I also have it in the best tier because I I, nice. I think like it's one of those jerseys that I could easily see myself like if I saw it on sale somewhere, I'd be like, yeah, I'd buy it, even though I I couldn't care less about Inter Miami. Like it looks very nice and it looks clean. All right, would you buy this next kid, Jack? Minnesota United's night kit, our favorite team, with. A jersey, to say the least. What do you what do you think about this? What do you see? So when I first saw it, I wasn't I wasn't like immediately blown away with it. But as I've looked at it more, it's kind of grown a little bit more on me. It, it has 
So it has the color like the Chicago Fire and uh, uh, Colorado Rapids with the with kind of the Y shape on there. It's uh, the blue trim on there. You know, you've got blue trim on the on the sleeves and the blue lines, and then you've got kind of like a. This it's all black with some lines going through it. And at first I was like, I don't know, it doesn't look like it's that visible, but I I, I see I see it a little bit more clearly uh, on this. And as I've seen people like buy it and post it on Twitter, I've liked it. And also another detail that I like, it's not shown in this picture, but on the back of it, you know, it has the North Star in blue. And I love that little that little design as well. So I I, I I don't think it's like great. I don't think it's bad. I'm gonna put it in good. Okay. I think it's bad. Oh. I think it's bad. I, I told Jack about it. It is. It looks like it's off the rack. In fact, our goalkeeper kits from a couple seasons ago are look exactly like this, minus the trim. I think that LAFC, even DC United, did black kits better than this. And I think for a a team that used to have very unique designs, used to have the all all light blue, used to have the, the wing kit. To go from that to this after five years, heck, e- even our wing kit uh, before, our sash kit honestly is better than this. If I'm being honest, I'd even take the, the, the all white kit because that would make sense. Because, you know, snow, the river kit, Mississippi, good, clean, blue. Minnesota night kit, I don't really think that Minnesota's known for the night sky and even if you want to do that you got you know have like an aurora borealis you well know? It, it doesn't make sense to have that now because minnesota, yeah, minnesota aurora, aurora right like, well ha- have like have more of a starry sky kind of design instead of bla- pitch black because i'll be honest I-, I can look outside the sky right now like the night sky isn't pitch black that's not what minnesota night's all about so i don't know i'm not a fan i'm not gonna get this kit at all. I probably I probably won't get it either, but it, I I I'm not as opposed to it. I think yeah. it's fine. I I might pick up the river kit now that I know that this kit was a dud. <laughs> but not a dud, Jack, is the Montreal kit, which we both like. Uh, the Montreal kit is white, uh, and it has kind of this marble kind of look to it. Uh, with uh, I don't know if you ever seen marble before the material. Kind of has like the the random like lines, uh, veiny looking, and it's in blue. So kind of cool, kind of you know the Montreal colors are well represented there. Kind of reminds me. I don't, I don't know the exact reason why they did this. Kind of reminds me like the snow, the the river that passes through Montreal, uh, uh, the the waterways that are important there, as well as I don't know if marble is important in Montreal or something in Quebec, but it, I think it looks really really cool. To the point where I think that this is one of the best in MLS. And Jack, I have to think that you agree because this marble look is pretty cool. I, I'm going to go a step further and say it's my favorite of the 2022 okay. MLS kits. I love this design so much. So there's so many things I like about this. It has the Y collar that I liked uh-huh. already. Uh, and, uh, and then the marble as well. I love blue on kits. I've said it like twice during this already. The yeah. blue peeking through gives like the mar the marble actual design. Like it's a design you can see from far away, uh, you know. And I I think it, I think it's it it's one of the biggest. It's a a bigger risk of a kit, you know, mm-hmm. than a lot of other teams have have taken. But it pays off because it looks 
fantastic. My only, the only sad thing is this is just their secondary kit. Like they're awake. Right. So it means that it's not, it's not going to be, you know, their primary one, but honestly, I could easily see myself buying this one over, over the Minnesota United one for this season. Like if I only bought one Jersey from the season, it would be this one. All right. How about uh, this new Nashville SC kit, the homecoming kit? What do you think here? I, I, I like this one as well. You know, same Y color. It's uh, it has some, some black designs around that. Uh, the sleeves has the same black trim, but it also has on the inside, like going up the sleeve and down through the side of there. Uh, there's a little bit, there's a black trim and then some yellow stripes in there. And otherwise it's, you know, a yellow kit. Uh, it looks like it has like some sort of dots on it, like a yeah. very subtle dotted design. Uh, but I like it, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's a, it's a lighter, it's a lighter yellow than what I think Nashville has used in the past. I want right. to say, but I, I, I like it. I'm going to put it in great. I think. Okay. Actually. Wow. I have it in good, better than the Columbus's up here yellow. Cause I do also like the the design down the side, but you know, it's, pl- it's plain yellow. I, I I don't think it's really a step above from their, their yellow kits from before. So, you know, not too revolutionary, but overall, it's fine. Like if you want, if you want a clean kit, having a pure, like solid poppy color is where you want to go. So I'll put this in good, a bit better than Columbus, just because of that design. All right. Good job, Nashville SC and good job. Just kidding. New England. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, thank they got God. the Liberty <laughs> kit. I thought you were going to say good job to them for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, and I, it's not terrible. I should say. I, I I do like the way that their new logo looks on this, uh, but the actual jersey itself leads a lot to be desired. It's pretty much a full navy kit, and if you look closely, you can see kind of these squares with lines, and these lines like go in different directions, so it, it flips going uh, uh, horizontal and vertical in a checkered pattern, so it's basically like like a, like a a line it's a box with like 10 lines or so that go up and right above that is a box with 10 lines that goes horizontally throughout the entire thing it's pretty boring if i'm being honest I mean, it's it's pretty boring because it's kind of hard to see even if you could see it even if they did make it pop a little bit more i still think it'd be kind of a a boring design without more color involved so I'm I'm not it, it, really when you look at it, even from this distance, and I'm sitting like only a couple of feet away from my computer screen. It's already hard to tell what it looks like, and I feel like you, if you want to see the design, you'd have to see it in person, six feet away. So I'm, I'm gonna say that this is, I'm gonna say this is mid because it's a it is a cool design, it's a cool color, but it's just hard to see, and it's just pretty plain looking. Jack, what do you think? Yeah, it's pretty mid. It it is. Uh, you know, the trim even on this one, like for the sleeves, it ju- it doesn't even look like it's there. You know, the one distinct thing about the the Adidas jerseys this season just doesn't happen to really show up. And I uh, I don't know. I I would have li- I think they should have continued the red trim on the on the sleeves there. You know, just to yeah. But and then the square design, it's fine. It it it's. I don't know. It just, it just feel, it feels like, uh, you know, it it just feels too plain, especially for a team that is known for being 
dynamic in their attacking, especially last season. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. All right. Speaking of dynamic and maybe electrifying, <laughs> let's talk about NYCFC with their Volt kit. Jack, what do you see here? Um, I see a split Doritos bag, you know, some cool ranch okay. on one side and nacho cheese on the other. Uh, but in all reality, they they have a, a navy blue collar trim. There's a giant lightning bolt in navy blue down the middle that has orange on that and then fades into a navy blue over the badge itself and then switches to an orange uh, for the for the sleeve again. Um, I I. I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm, I, I, I'm not. You know, it's interesting. It's different. Um, I don't understand why the sleeve on the side with the blue on the lightning bolt isn't also blue. Uh, I feel like that would have made for better continuity or something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. It, it's it's fine. It's like low good, high mid <laughs> I, I, I don't hate it, but I also don't really care for it. It's probably more mid for me than anything. All right. Jack, I have this in best. No. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm a really big fan of this kit because I, I, I think it's, it, it's better to, to look a, a little bit off than to not try anything at all. And I, I, think, I think it is a very electrifying kit, especially as an alternate kit uh, opposite of their regular uh light blue i think it works absolutely perfectly as a nice contrast between the two the sleeve honestly i didn't even notice that i i think i think it's like fine the one gripe i have with it is the actual origination of this idea which is the fact that their atmospheres are electrifying which yankee no. stadium if, like, if you're if you're not playing in a soccer specific stadium you can't play and you're playing in a baseball field of all places, you can't claim your stadium as electrifying. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's a rule. So that, that's why I, I think it's not the the absolute best. I think it'd be like the fourth best. Uh, you know, third to Montreal's as you know, second is Miami, and there's another one's coming up that I think is the best. But overall, I, I really like the design. It's very uh, very risk taking, which I really appreciate. And honestly, if I was a if I was an NYCFC fan, I I, I might consider picking this up maybe not to wear around but definitely for the novelty because i think this is a a good representation of what this team is maybe not may not in the stands but definitely on the field so i think it they lean they lean into the orange i like that a lot I like that a lot indeed all right let's talk about the red bulls the other new york team with the one ritmo kit uh and i i i do like this as well not as much as the uh nycfc kit but i i do like it it's a it's a red kit the red bull logo in the center is fully white which i think is really cool instead of you know adding more color uh it, it's nice and uh clean there and the main part of this jersey is the fact that there's a checkered uh design with the, the main part of it is going to be light red and then slightly dark red and what looks like almost drawn in with like penciled it's like scribbled in like the, the scribbles are making up the, the, the checkered pattern with uh, the slightly darker red and maybe like a little shadow behind that. So it almost looks like the the squares are 3D. And I like it. I, I'm, I'm a sucker for uh, for checkered designs in kits, and this is no different. I think it looks pretty well. I think it looks good. If, if you want a clean jersey, it does that. 
if you want kind of an interesting jersey that where if you look at it close enough, you can see a scribbles and you think, oh, that's cool. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're far away from it, you'll still be able to pick out the design. So I think it's a I think it's a great design. I think it does all the things it wants to do pretty good. So, Jack, what do you think about this one? Yeah, well, uh, I, I wanted to give some context to the name because I was curious about it. It's pronounced un ritmo, which means one rhythm, I guess. Oh, so nice. That it's uh, that that that's the backstory behind that. It, it does look pretty nice. Uh, it's not something that I'd get. I, I'm not a huge fan of red jerseys usually, uh, but for red jersey, I don't I don't mind it that that much. Uh, the checker design is pretty good. It does have it does have some depth. It looks like cubes on there. So yeah. it, it does give it a bit more of a dynamic design than uh, than other planar kits like, you know, New England using squares. This is a better use of squares. Uh, I'll, I'll put it. I don't know. I, I think I might put it at the lower end of great. I, or I, I think I might put it there. I, I, I do like it. Uh, it's not personally for me, but I, I see why it, it's a better design than others. All right. Nice. Let's talk about Orlando Sunshine Kit. Jack, what do you see here? Uh Hold on, I my my uh, my page decided to just reload, so let All me right, get sure. back to it. But uh, it looks it it's a white jersey on the background, but uh, you know it has purple trim, and then at the bottom it's got a purple design, like a it almost looks like a watercolor type uh, type brush mm-hmm. on there, and then it bursts out like a sun uh, from there. You know, it goes from purple and then fades into some more gold, uh, maybe some orange in between there, but. Uh, overall, it, it looks like it, it's an interesting kit design. I do kind of like it. It's better than, you know, your ordinary sort of, you know, a uh, white kit. It, it takes some risks and I appreciate it for that. Um, putting it in a tier. I, I think I'd put it in great as well. Maybe I'm stacking up the great category too much. No, but a lot of these kits are really they, good. Yeah. Surprisingly enough for Adidas. So good for them. Uh, but yeah. It, it takes it, it. It is one of the more unique looking kits, and I like it for that. I like it better than the uniqueness of the New York uh, NYCFC <laughs> jersey because it looks like a cleaner design. All right. I also agree. I think this is great. P- pretty squarely in that great category. I, I, I like the sun look. I, I think the, the colors that they incorporate with the orange and yellow towards the top are interesting. I wouldn't say it's the best because I think like the yellow kind of gets lost in the white and I, I don't know, it, it kind of looks like a little weird. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's a cool design and especially during play, I think it's going to look really interesting. I'm going to see, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot they did that. That's pretty cool. So I like it. I'd say it's a great kit. Next up is the For You kit. No, we're not talking about the For You page on TikTok. We're talking about the For You kit for Philadelphia. And it is, you know, a, a black, maybe dark blue kit uh, with the gold trimming that Philadelphia is known for. And the main thing is right on the side where the crest is down uh, vertically. So from the top of the kit to the bottom of the kit. Uh, from like, the, uh, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like on one side of the jersey. Help me out here, Jack. Think, on the right side of the jersey, this? there's uh, a lawn vertical blue stripe from the shoulder all the way down the kit yeah and and apparently it's uh it's supposed to highlight uh the club's like inaugural jersey because apparently it had that sort of stripe on it that that's what at least uh the philadelphia union press release says about it 
All right, cool. Well, I I, I don't feel bad for uh, uh, not writing it poorly because I was like, man, it's kind of plain. But I was like, you know what? It kind of it kind of gives me some nostalgia, and I was wondering why. And I guess that's why. Uh, so I'd say it's good. Nothing too revolutionary, but you know, it does its job. I like the gold trimming. I, I like the blue stripe. It, you know, it, it's cool in a sense, but the rest of the kit is pretty plain. But it does its job. I will say, Jack, what do you think about the for you kit? Yeah, I think I think it looks pretty good. It, it looks pretty clean. The one thing I'm not a huge fan of is how the sponsor just looks so pronounced as opposed to like everything Bimbo. else. Yeah, yeah, like it's just super pronounced over yeah. the entire jersey. Like it's it's the first detail you notice on it, I feel like. But yeah, uh, it's it, it's fine. I like how the the collar of gold is a different shade of right. gold than the stripes on it. So it gives a little bit more uh, difference in color in it. I think it's good. Nice. All right, Jack, the Portland Timbers. What do you see here? How do you think of it? Uh, well, it. I think it's it's like either pink or like a a, a cream sort of color. I'd, I'd say it's that, yeah. It, it's like a, it, it's a pretty light pink, maybe some more red in it. But that's not the main draw to this. The main draw is the rose designs all over this. They look like watercolored roses, maybe, or drawn on roses and i i like how they look uh you know they they got rid of the trim on the on the sleeve to make sure the rose design carries over the entire thing mm -hmm. and it looks pretty nice i i it also looks like it continues onto the back maybe given what i can see from the side i'd hope the, so yeah the slideshow we have only shows like you know the the front of it so I if if it does continue all the way around, I I put it in great, honestly, because for an away jersey, you know, it's distinct, it's different, and it actually like you know, works with their works with their city nickname. Yeah, Jack, I have some bad news for you. It doesn't you go all around one, the back. You? No, I I was actually gonna say this is the best kit oh. until I saw the back and it's plain. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Dang. So low, it's lower in the great tier. It's still pretty it, good, but lower in the great tier. I, I, I'd say I'd still say it's among the best, but I, I was going to say that this is the best kit because I love the rose design. I think that's so unique. I think the color is really cool. I think it stands out a lot, but it not going through the back might take down a notch for me. So I'm going to say I'm going to say inner Miami's is the best because that, that pink is nice. But this pink is also good. But I'd say it's like the third or fourth best kit. Love the roses, though. I think I don't really see too many teams in general be like, all right, here's pictures of roses on our kit. So I'd still say it's the best, one of the best, but not the best. All right. RSL, the Believe kit. Uh, what I like about it is the fact that the trim almost looks like the Colombian flag. Now I'm looking at it. It's like yellow, uh, blue, and red. It does. It really does. Yeah. Uh, and that's along the collar and the sleeve so it, you know it's it's the team colors and then it's just a red kit other than that it's a red kit there's a little bit of blue going down the side but other than that it's a plain red kit and that's why i think it's bad it just it, it doesn't really seem to do anything crazy do anything too interesting so it's fine it does its job i suppose but it you know the belief kit you think with a name like that should be a little bit more inspiring, but it's not. So I'm, I'm gonna say it's bad. 
Yeah, you compare it to their last home jersey, which had like this crazy like ripple design. Right, know? and I thought that was cool. It, it did look really nice. And also, the one gripe I have is this isn't really the red I associate with RSL. You know, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's way it's, too bright of a red. It's bright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I I'm not a huge fan of this one. Uh, where where did you put this one? I said bad. Okay, I I I I I agree with you on that. I. It looks almost like someone was like uh, given like the the Crayola three pack of the primary <laughs> colors, like at a restaurant, you know, it yeah. was like and they're like, I could make a jersey out of this. And uh, so they did. Um, yeah, it, it just feels way too bright. I, I I feel like RSL, it's it's fine if you want yeah. like a red kit, but for an RSL kit, it does. It doesn't really do anything. All right, Jack. We're rounding out the last four here, starting with San Jose. What do you think about San Jose's creator kit? Um, well, it's all white. It's an all white kit with some black designs on there. It has some uh, going down the sides. It has like some black stripes down there. It looks yeah, like it's have, different on each side. Yes, actually, it's okay. different for every single side. Okay. Every single jersey will be unique because it's cut from the same cloth randomly. So, yeah, that's the story there. That actually brings us, in my opinion, up a, a little bit of this, that, that, that unique, that uniqueness. I, w- I was going to say like mid, but that's pretty good. You know, that that's, it, it's a plain white Jersey, but it has that unique flavor on it. You know, like it's, it's got, it's got a little bit of unique value to each Jersey, which makes it kind of cool. All right. So are you saying it's good? Yeah, it's, it's good. I say it's bad. Oh, I know you don't I, like plain white kits, so that, that was an it's, it's not even the, the plain white kit. Like it would have been fine if there was like something a little bit more elaborate. I do like the side design, but at the same time, nobody like is going to like nobody that, that doesn't know about it is going to pick up on it right away unless they see like multiple ones. So I, I, I just don't think it like is really that interesting, especially because it's just relegated to the side that being said that uniqueness does bring it up for me so it's on the the top half of bad i think on the bottom of bad is minnesota united and another team that is coming up soon overall though it's not not a big fan of it but it's definitely not the absolute worst there i I like the fact that the san jose logo is monochrome so it kind of fits with it that that's nice uh seattle sounders the Legacy Green Kit, their new home kit. Still not a fan of the Zulily ad. I, I, the Xbox logos will always have it a special place so in my heart. so good for the green, you know. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. Seattle, though, I, I really like this kit. It, it's a, you know, the rave green, the all green that you expect from them. But then there's almost like, when I see it, I think about like a racetrack. Like it has like the, the checkers going in, but it's angled I, a little bit, so it goes I think upwards. Of you know, the arcade game Cubert. That's, yeah, what, sure, I, that's sure. what I think of right there. Yeah. So basically, uh, it starts from the middle where you have like uh, the checker design with like pretty large squares. And as it goes out, the squares get uh, smaller and smaller until they kind of like dissipate into uh, the the sides of the of the jersey. So I think it's really cool. I, I like the geometry of it. I think it's very interesting. I think, you know, it's a design that you're able to see. It's a design that knows what it wants to be. And I like it. I, I like the Lexi Green design. I think that it's... I think it's a, it's great. I don't know why. I don't think it's the best. Maybe because like it's a cool design, but I don't think it's like crazy, crazy cool. But I still really, really appreciate it. So I definitely would say this is top five or so 
But yeah, in that great tier. Where do you think, Jack? Yeah, I the I, I think I think it's like in the great tier as well. The the one thing that holds it back from being the best is like, you know, Seattle, you always associate with them with like just the rave green. Yeah. And the blue is nice. It looks fine. It looks good. But it's it's not really what you associate Seattle Sounders with, you know? Right. Really? I that in my opinion. I, I, I always think of like a cleaner rave green, but I, I still like it. It's it's probably it, it's still in the great tier. Uh, I, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's still, it still looks nice. The sponsor though, you're right. It just doesn't hit it, hit the same as the Xbox sponsor <laughs> did. Uh, yes. Yes. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Even though I, I'm actually looking through Seattle Sounders old kits, uh, the, the recent ones I've just not been a fan of for the most part. I, I don't think it's, it's been since, uh, the Xbox jerseys that I've been really been a fan The all of the Zulily ones, I just have not liked so yikes yikes anyways moving on to the next kit which happens to be the best kit of all time now toronto oh fc with the community God. kit <laughs> what do you think about this one jack um well it's there uh it is it's there it, it's uh it's um white and gray uh so each of the sleeves you know there uh is one of them is white one of them is gray and then on the opposite side of that it's gray and white so it it it's like Four distinct sections, two gray, two white. Um, and I don't like this. I really don't like it. I don't this. like it either. And do you want to know what makes me really mad about it, though? The left it, sleeve, or the yes. right sleeve, technically. Oh, yeah. I but it's, it, it, I, I looked at the other sleeve because the white is on the gray sleeve, on, and the gray isn't on the white sleeve. Which mm-hmm. sounds kind of confusing. So if you look at it, you'll see what I'm talking about. But the right sleeve, it's not monochrome. Like what? What? what what's up with that? What? What are you right. doing there? Like if you're going to commit to a design, commit to the design, right? So I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I think I'd put it in bad. Actually, I, I think I, I think I'd put it in bad. I think this is the worst kit for everything you said. It's supposed to represent the community, like like a. Uh, bringing people together and i think there are way better ways to really represent your community than just being like yeah guys uh, you guys like our community is like white and then gray like what what is that and also they segment them out so like that's not really community that's yeah that's segregation (laughs) exactly (laughs) so it does nothing of what it's supposed to do i also think that unlike the other kits where it's monochrome toronto fc's red kind of just looks awkward with all like the the white and gray not a fan of that just not not great not great jack not great but i do honestly like and this is our last kit that we're talking about we went through all 28 is the vancouver whitecaps kit which you know has the same hoop before in fact it's called the hoop uh, x this city kit and i just I, I genuinely enjoy this a lot you have the bell logo in the center with the you know in a, with in a white hoop and then there's a light uh a light blue hoop that goes around uh, that central white hoop and the rest of the kit is going to be at that dark navy blue color. I'm a really big fan of this just because it's if if you want clean and simple, this is it. Uh, but overall, it still has that nice unique design that the hoop that the white caps have uh, adopted, and the colors just work very nicely. I love that the bell logo is the same color as the outside color, so just it feels a little bit more cohesive than the other logos might be for the other teams like bimbo for philadelphia 
it, it just works really well. And for me, that's why I'm going to put it in great. Nothing revolutionary, but at the same time, it's what you want out of a, a nice, good home kit. Jack, what do you think? I'm actually putting this as one of the best. It, All right. It's, that's it's honestly fair. I, I really like it. You know, the collar looks fantastic. You know, I, I, I don't know what it is about this collar in particular that does it, but it, it looks really nice. I like the hoops as well. I like how the trim on the sleeves actually continues with it at the at the same level. You know, it it just looks like a cohesive kit and it looks very clean. So, yeah, I, I so basically I like two Canadian kits a lot, like a lot, a lot and hate one a lot more. Yes. Uh, which also goes along with which teams I like a lot more than the others. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, to summarize my thoughts on these kits, love NYCFC's Inner Miami's, Montreal's, and Portland's. And I hate, hate, hate LA Galaxy's, Minnesota's, RSL's, the Quakes's, and Toronto FC's. Jack, before we sign off uh, from this episode, I want, because we, we're going to talk about predictions, don't have enough time for that, but I do want just a scoreline prediction for that EFL Cup final between Chelsea and Liverpool. Can I get one from you? Two to one for Chelsea. That's what I'm going right. with. Uh, and probably Kai Havertz to score like the decisive goal. Probably, if that's going to be the case. It, yeah. he, he wins us. Tr- he's won us two trophies so far. What's another one for him? Yeah. I'm going two to two. Penalties are one. By Liverpool. Nah. I'm sorry, Jack. If, I'm we sorry. Su- if we sub on Kepa for penalties, it's over. It's okay, over. Right, Liverpool right. lose then. That's how it works. All right. All right. Well, Jack, if someone wants to shout at us for getting our kit opinions wrong, where can they contact us? They can check out Twitter at Final Third Show. We post on there a lot, whether it's memes about Dortmund doing inconsistent things, uh, whether it's uh, takes on signings. Uh, to, to new clubs, or just on results that happen in the world of soccer. You can find all of that on Twitter, at Final Third Show. All right, and also, uh, go to our website, finalthirdshow.com, for a one-stop shop for all things podcast-related. And yeah, we'll see you guys this Thursday for a pretty fun MLS-specific predictions deep dive. See you guys, same time, same place, for next week's Monday News and Predictions episode. Tell a friend about the show. Tell your dad about the show. We'll see you there. See ya. Bye for now.